This British Open edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. P. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on July 13th, where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. In the App Store or the Google Play Store. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circle Las Vegas. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Oh, well, I mean, I, as, as you're listening to this, we have entered a time warp and uh, I am doing my darnness to stay awake. Probably (laughs) as this podcast drops, I'm, I'm in my, maybe what? What do we figure out? Twelfth hour around this time. Yes, exactly. Oh. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be sleep deprived, and if, and and whenever this uh, podcast is dropping, if you're hearing it again from July 13th at 1 p.m. until <laughs> July 14th at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, Kramer will be doing live best ball drafts. So uh, hop into the YouTube stream, heckle him, or, or give him a pep uh, talk. He may need a little uh, pep to get through all 24 hours. Biggest question I've gotten uh, during the the uh, promotion of the uh, live best ball draft okay. is what kind of drugs will you be on during the live stream? Wow. We've been assured, uh, you know, there isn't Olympic style testing here. The IOC not involved, but Kramer will not be on any hard drugs uh, during the, no, uh, during the broadcast soft drugs, <laughs> caffeine, I, caffeine again, hell of a drug. I believe also I'll make this bold statement. I plan on being organic. I plan completely on, organic, no pharmaceuticals involved in the live 24 hour best ball draft. Yes. Only things that grow from the earth <laughs> or are, can be harvested from the earth, uh, which is, which is coffee crazy beans. because if you, if I was doing that, uh, you know, sm- pulling the bow vice and smoking my weed, I, that would hurt me from staying up for uh, 24 hours. And it's, it's kind of interesting. Cause we talk about your sleep deprivation and this is the British open a uh, podcast where, or, or AKA the open. But again, we got to call it Sean. the British open for SEO purposes. Yeah. And we're, of course we are Americans. Um, that was always a fun, especially I felt like in my, uh, you know, harder drinking day, Staying up until 3 a.m. because on the West Coast, 3 a.m. is when the uh, British Open uh, tees off. So it was always nice to try and drink a ton that Wednesday going into Thursday a.m. to catch the beginning of, of the uh, British. We should have done this a day later, Sean. What were we? Th- I wasn't <laughs> thinking about it. And back to your comment about the uh, the the the, er- the pharmaceuticals from the earth. 
Some of not all of us are performance athletes, but mm. some of us are, and I'm willing to show everyone. I, I'll I'll throw a couple bricks on my back, make it a little bit more <laughs> difficult. I mean, sleep. Me falling asleep is a prop, so yes. And we'll uh, still time to get in <laughs> on the contest uh, uh, over on the app. Download the app okay. at SGPN. We're going to be joined in just a second by the uh, Golf Gambling Podcast co-host. Uh, before we do, of course, got to talk about WinBet. Get to talk about WinBet, our uh, presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All you got to do uh, to get involved in WinBet is. Just go to wynnbet.com, sign up over there, get that a uh, $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply with that. But again, I mean, these odds we're going to be pulling to win the open championship right from the uh, the win betting app. And if you're in the win Las Vegas, head over there, check out where uh, the new Blue Wire podcast mm. studios are getting built. But more importantly, lay down, get some tickets there. And uh, if you can't make it out to Las Vegas, the beautiful thing is Las Vegas can come to you oh. via the win betting app, dot come check them out. You don't want to uh, miss out on the win bet app. All right. <laughs> Joining us on the line here, the co-hosts of the golf gambling podcast, you know, him, you love him, Steve Shermer and his uh, golf podcast spouse, Boston capper <laughs> capper. I, I saw in the uh, Slack channel. And again, if you haven't joined the Slack channel, the golf uh, coverage that you guys do in the Slack channel and the golf chatter is, is dominating the Slack channel. But I saw you were at a, uh, a live concert the other night. What did you go out yeah. and see? Uh, Jason Isbell, you guys know who he is? Oh, it sounds yacht rock. Is it yacht rock? No, no, it's like it's like it's like folky. It's like it's like folky countryish. Like he's from Alabama. My sister-in-law really likes him. Puts on a hell of a show. And dude, whatever. It was nice to be back at a fucking concert. Uh, like yeah. it felt normal. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I live in Florida where it's the Wild West anyway, but it did feel <laughs> it did feel nice to to be at a concert. I, Finally, I, the people of Florida got together without masks and restrictions. I, and I really turned in the corner. I passed through Vegas on the way back from my uh my my trip through the the unknown of Utah and I did have that moment too I leaned over uh to the lady and said hey uh, we're at a, a live show right now enjoying Penn and Teller <laughs> fucking crushing it all new material by the way <laughs> all right shout out to Penn and Teller and as well Steve Shermer again yeah I mean Steve, thank you. You're you're selling uh, Slack signups just you because you're not on <laughs> traditional social media. The only way you can get to Steve is in the Slack channel. Steve, I know it's a uh, early uh, tea time for the for the British Open, but I assume you're going to be setting an alarm and be watching the uh, the start of it, right? Oh, of course. I mean, I've been trained for about a year with a toddler, get up at weird hours and making weird sounds that wakes me out of my deep sleep. So you know what? I'll be perfectly fine getting up at two thirty, three a.m. You know, making some eggs. You know, maybe putting a little uh, Bailey's with my coffee too, and uh, yeah, start my day off right. So yeah, this is a it's a tradition of mine to get up really early to watch the open, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that once again. Yeah, no. Uh, I yeah. love the egg. I mean, making breakfast is full commitment that you're not going back mm -hmm. to sleep. I like that because that that gets the protein going, the brain. But you know, you know, I just Ryan, Ryan again. Ryan has a plan for his protein for the 24 hour live draft. I'm gonna bring in a lot of tuna fish. It's good for my brain. I need those omega threes to get through this. <laughs> of all the things to like help you keep up for 24 hours, tuna fish I yeah. didn't think would be Delicious. on the list. Delicious. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to be talking uh, British Open. We've we've stumbled o- upon a, a segment here, basically where Kramer and I give out our uh, our, our DFS lineups mm-hmm. here for you know trying to make a run at at a million uh, dollars here, and then Steve and and Capper will grade. Yep, they make fun our of selections. Make fun of uh, a lot of the times. Again, I do my best to read Steve's articles and try and cheat, oh. but still somehow I mess things up and uh, irk him with my horrible picks. Kramer, I'm going to let you. Start things off. Who is your who is your first pick here? Uh, you know, I made I was so mad at myself last week for not taking this guy, but Brooks Kepka, screw it, I don't care. I was annoyed I didn't get to root for him because he wasn't in my lineup. I didn't really have much action on him uh, for the U.S. Open. So uh, yeah, Brooks Kepka, ten thousand seven hundred. Who gives a shit? All right, <laughs> I'm I'm putting the chips on the table. What do you guys think about that, Capper? I love Brooksy this week. Yes. Uh, he's uh, his form is uh, at the open is really good. I uh, didn't play last week, but as Steve uh, always says, he didn't plays the two, the two tournaments leading up to the British open. Uh, I mean, what else can you want, man? He's a, he's a killer always goes out for majors. He's in really good form. Uh, yeah. He's uh, I love Brooks. I'm already on him out right as well. Steve mm. team Brooks. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get a complaint from me either. I mean, the ball striking's great. Mm. He ended up playing uh, finishing T five, the trailer championship at his last start T four at the U S open. And uh, in my preview column, that I put out on Sunday, there's a lot of trends of guys who win and there's a certain criteria that I've had. And he checks a lot of those boxes. So he's very high in my priority list of guys. I want to bet this week guys. I want to use in DFS. He's really popular in DFS, but there's a lot of like really good cheaper value guys are, uh, you know, not as popular that you can use to differentiate your lineup. So if you want to start your lineup with Kepka, I have no complaints from me. Yeah, and he's uh, obviously pretty expensive, ten thousand seven hundred. One of the one of the top guys up there. Although John Rahm, the highest at uh, eleven thousand three hundred, and and Steve mentioned his Como se dice letdown spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Steve mentioned his uh, boxes checked formula, which <laughs> I read the article yeah. and honestly I loved how simple it was. <laughs> Steve listed off all the criteria of a successful British Open winner and then ranked them by their check boxes. So when I was putting together my lineup, I just go, okay, this guy is. 10 check boxes. All right. He's in nine check boxes. This guy's in for it, it was golf for dummies. And, and thank you, Steve. It was, uh, maybe you'll hate my lineup. Cause there's a couple, I, I went off the reservation, but uh, I liked coming back to the number of checked boxes. Very easy to wrap your head around that formula. This, uh, this first pick again, uh, you guys could love it or hate it. I, I think there's a redemption story brewing for mm. this man, Rory McElroy at 10,900. Steve, I'll let you go first. I, I just think for it's a redemption story. It's a comeback story. That's why I'm on Rory this, this week. He's uh 10,900. Am I crazy to be starting to line up with Rory, Steve? I mean, his record at open championships is really good. Uh, he does fit a lot of those criteria that I talked about. The problem is he's been really, really, really bad last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, it seems like, you know, I mean, he made a run at the U S open, uh, you know, and then he kind of gacked away there. He won at quail hollow. So, I mean, he has the high upside in him. I just, I think of all the guys that are over $10,000. Like I, I think he's my least favorite. Like I think if I'm going to go to a guy who's actually a little less popular up there, it's probably Dustin Johnson. To be okay. honest, I mean, he finished, you know, you know third and uh, <laughs> he finished, I think third of real St. George back in 2011. I mean, his, his form has been kind of okay. You know, he, he's kind of scuffed a little bit in the middle of the year. It's become a little, 
back a little bit lately. I think I'd rather go with him rather than Rory. Okay, breaking news: Dustin Johnson is in. Capper, <laughs> uh, grade that grade that swap uh, to Dustin Johnson. He was also on my list of potential it, guys here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I grade the swap as like I don't know C plus. Like I'm lukewarm on both those guys, <laughs> right? I really am. Like, oh, well, uh, who do you like above ten thousand? Brooks. I love Brooks. Yeah. I love Brooks. Brooks is, I mean, he's super chalky. As long as you can differentiate somewhere else, like he's, he's built for, he's built for this shit. Um, and, and here's the thing. Like I toyed around with the idea with Rory too, like comfortable at these places, like, but Steve's right. He, he's just been in, in kind of tough form. If anything, you know, bet him outright instead of having him ruin your DFS lineup, you can catch him, you know, 20 to one or higher right now. Um, what's and his, DJ got, what's his ownership. You think Rory, I feel like he won't be owned a bunch, right? Uh, he was like 12 the last time I looked. Let me take a look real quick. And yeah, so as I far mean, as owner, on, ownership's really early right now, so it's a little bit over place. It, it's like low teens, like 10 to 12 yeah. percent right now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, DJ, like uh, like Steve said, man. I mean, look, he somehow he's the world's number one golfer again after not golfing last week. And Rom, you know, came in third or fourth at the Scottish Open. I have no idea how the golf rankings work. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he's been rounding into form a little bit. And if anybody can just turn it on and go, it, it's DJ, man. Uh, so I, I would much prefer DJ in my DFS lineup uh, than Rory. You know what? After hearing this, I'm I'm sticking with Rory. I, I went back on it just because it again. This is a, a stop strictly, being so soft, Sean. Ra- no, stand, I, I am. Stand I'm ground. standing with Rory. I I thought I was going to switch to DJ. I'm going to stand with Rory in spite of the uh, the evidence, overwhelming evidence against it. Who's your second golfer? It's uh, Louis Oosthuizen. Oh, uh, nice. I, I mean, nice. on top of checking all the boxes, he just plays. Isn't this a guy you got to pencil in here? He just finds a way to play well. Uh, he's been, he's in good form, ninety three hundred. This also probably a chalky play, I would assume. Um, so I'm gonna have to get get weird down the stretch. But yeah, who stays in ninety three hundred? Can't have can't not have him in the lineup. Dude's a gamer. Steve, you you on Louie? Well, I mean, so so I mentioned this quote on our uh, episode we did about forty five minutes ago, and I'm going to say it again because it's pertinent here. So this is a quote from Tom Watson when talking about the Open Championship. So he says, and I quote: "When you get older and you played through Lynx golf, you've learned how to deal with it. You accept it. You're going to be successful at it. The older the player, the more comfortable you are with those sets of uncertainties. So there's a lot of guys in this nine thousand dollar range that base are kind of mental midgets, and you kind of can cross off." But one of the guys you can't really cross up is Louis Uswiza. He just he kind of plays ugly golf. He knows he, he's got a good head on his shoulder. I think another thing going his way too is it looks like the wind's going to be up all four days, so it's going to be a little bit of a rock fight. I kind of like Louis Uswiza in, the, in these rock fights, and yes, he is going to be popular. But you know, I mean, he's showed well this year. He's been good in like big spots, and I think it's going to be one of these types of uh, open championships with the wind and the weather conditions that might suit his game. So I like the pick. Or uh, Capper, where are you at with uh, Yeah, I like Louis too, man. I mean, he, he's you know always the bridesmaid, right? Like I'm not putting an outright on him, but he can score. Uh, yeah. And yeah, if it's gonna be windy, uh, and like he said, as far as like mentally tough guys go, I mean, dude, I mean the guy has literally come in second, like how many majors <laughs> at this point, and he still <laughs> goes out there and competes. Like, yeah, man. I mean, it's a good pick. It's his style of golf. So yeah, I like Louis too. All right, Ryan. I scrap. I'm yeah. doing well right now. You're looking oh, pretty good. I'm just gonna say that again. I went. Well. I went against the grain with the McElroy. This one though, Patrick Reed, eighty eight hundred dollars. My note on Patrick Reed is he checked nine of the boxes. Steve, why do we like Patrick Reed? And uh, hopefully you back me because I'm using your formula. Nine of the boxes at eighty eight hundred. How say you on Patrick Reed? 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that you're looking for with the criteria. Like, you know, has he won recently? Has, does he have a top 10 at the open? Has he competed in a lot of opens? Uh, is his form good recently? And, and he checks a lot of those boxes. Mm. And, and one of the things about Patrick Reed that I like coming into this event is usually you see him and he's kind of getting carried with his putter. Well, the putter actually has not been carrying him to success lately. It's actually been his ball striking. And I think that's going to be really important this week. The fact that he's been hitting his irons really good. He's always a good scrambler. Like, and one of the things about Royal St. George's is, is that it's really tough to hit these greens here, especially when the wind's up. And a lot of guys are missing fairways just because of how the golf course is set up. So, and that kind of fits a little bit of Patrick Reed's game, you know, kind of playing like, like I said, Louis Uswies and kind of a rock fight. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that putter kind of shows up again. Like I know it can, but I've seen him do well over at the open championship and on links golf courses. I have high hopes for him too. I gotta be honest. Just look like judging a book by his cover. I'm not getting into. I, like I'm, I'm happy to get into any sort of fight with Patrick Reed. Doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would scare me off a fight. That's all I'm gonna say. Sean Capper, what about you on uh, Patrick Reed? Yeah, I co-sign. Uh, I mean, look, it, he's he's specifically built for these type of things. Uh, great scrambler, and like Steve said, like usually it's just part of that carries him, and that has not been carrying him lately. So if he can even just improve a little bit on that. Yeah, I, I really like Reed this week as well. But that's another Uber chalky player. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, well we are know. the chalk. We do represent the chalk when it comes to this. I mean, <laughs> oh, we, we are, are we are the uh, square public here when it comes to some of these lineups. Occasionally a golf town. Kramer, what is your uh, what's your third player here? Well, you know, Sean, you know, I like to look to the Scottish Open before yes, the British. That Open is usually a, a a solid indicator to see some form trend indicators. And uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, he he lost out on the t- on the uh, on the playoff there at the Scottish open, but in good form uh, finished in the top 20 on the last time they went out uh, for the British open. And again, I kind of blew having Brooks in there. Uh, I, I really, I wanted him and, and it, it kind of screwed up the way I was making the lineup, but it seems like Fitzpatrick at 7,900. I'm curious to hear if this is a popular play, but uh, coming off that second place finish or tied for second finish, I like the form. And uh, I figure he probably knows how to play over there, right? Yes, uh, Steve. How say you? Are, are people piling on him this week? I mean, the ownership right now doesn't totally reflect it, but nice. I think it's going to be pretty high oh. by the time we, you know, tee off on Wednesday. But I mean, listen, like he, he kind of said it all right there. Like, you know, he kind of fits these types of links type golf courses. I mean, his record at the open championship, isn't all that great. Like the high finish yeah. of T 20, that's as high finish he's ever had there. But I mean, he does have a lot of experience under his belt. You know, he's been hit. He hit his irons really good last week. Uh, he finally put a little bit better after kind of going through a little bit of a low streak. So yeah. And like a lot of guys who tend to win these open championships and do very well, have all these as a prolonged hot streak coming in. So maybe he can ride that wave to uh, success capper. Yeah, I'm fine with Fitzy too. Um, he, he is what you, I, I just don't like his track record at majors. I don't, I mean, top 20 sounds fine, but it sounds like he's probably backdoor on Sunday. Like I don't remember him being anywhere sniffing contention, uh, but yeah, listen, I'm fine with him. 7,900. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of chalk so far though. So you got to get cute somewhere else, man. You, you got to be careful with guys who you can nickname with a Y at the end of their first and last name, <laughs> like Maddie Fitzy. That, that's you got to Capper Capper loves doing that with his boy, Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, my next golfer, $8,100 on the DFS site. He, he has eight boxes checked according to uh, Steve's mm. formula on link style courses since 2010, Adam Scott. Has oh. averaged 1.7 strokes gained. Again, he's got uh, what seven top 25 finishes since 2011, and 
a horrible disaster in 2012 in the uh, British Open. Yeah. Again, aka Team Redemption. That's why I put Rory back in. Steve, are you on board with the Adam Scott play? Yeah, I mean, I am. I, I have a funny feeling about him this week, and, I, and part of the problem with Adam Scott this year has been the driver, and you know, just off the tee has been really bad. But at Open Championships, you can keep the driver in the bag sometimes. Like we saw Todd Hamilton back in 2004 hit hybrid all the time, and actually, what had made that club very popular. My dad ended up buying a hybrid after he saw Todd <laughs> Hamilton win the Open Championship with it. So that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, like he he can hit irons, he can hit three woods, and then he's uh, can rely on the fact that he's a grizzled veteran. He knows how to get around these types. Of He's been hitting his irons pretty good. He's in scram pretty well. And the one thing about Adam Scott lately too, he's riding a really hot putter, like for a while now, it seems like he's been stroking really well with that. That's really important to coming into the open championship. A lot of these types of winners have been riding a hot flat stick coming in. So yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I kind of like Adam Scott this week. I think he could fit another one of these types of older guys uh, that ends up winning the open championship. Stroking it really well. Uh, yeah. Say no more. He strokes it well. <laughs> what do you, what do you think Adam Scott? Are you on board? I don't know. He brought him up to me tonight on the previous show. So oh, I'm going to have God to go damn. do a little research. It's uh, so here's the, here's the thing with, here's the thing with me with Scott. Like he's a guy who I bet. And then I know he's been riding a quote unquote hot putter right now, but that's a guy who, when I have fucking money on him and he's six feet away, I'm like, fucking Christ. There's no way he's making this putt. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you just get that feeling. I, I do understand what Steve's saying. I don't, I don't hate it now that he's shined a little more light on it. Um, I'm lukewarm on the pit. Okay. So it sounds like a no for me, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dog. Uh, Kramer, what do you got? Who's your fourth golfer? I have a trivia question for you. Oh, Sean. nice. Who won the last British Open? Oh, so wait, what was it? You better uh, get this. What? 2019. Yeah, we, we have, there was no 2020. There was no, there was no 2020. I'll, he's one of our people. I'll help you. He's one of our people. Well, your people. No, My people just won a soccer. It wasn't. Tournament. It wasn't. Uh, oh Jesus. Uh, His first name uh, rhymes with Bane. Bane. And and his last name rhymes with Owry. <laughs> Uh, something Lowry, Shane Lowry, Shane Lowry. Oh yeah, seventy nine hundred. What happened to that guy? It, well, he's only seventy nine hundred. Defending, talk about retribution. Defending the the, the chip. Uh, yeah, seventy. It just honestly, oh, this guy. Yeah, this I is, totally forgot about the it. extent of my research. Is that Shane Lowry won the last time they played this? So uh, yeah, I'm gonna play him for seventy nine hundred. Tell tell me why it's a good pick, guys. I like Lowry. I mean, look, it, it, it's uh, it, so he's the defending champ, right? He's he's had he's had the Clary Chuck for two years, right? and, and he, it's not like he's fallen off the face of the earth. Like he's somebody who I who I've targeted in matchups, some top twenties and things like that. Uh, he's a he's a great links player. Uh, same thing, older cat knows how to win. Obviously, um, it's a little different golf course this time around uh, than when he won. But yeah, man, seventy nine hundred. Give me the defending champ. I, I like Lowry. I love looking at his history. 2019 one, 18 miscut, 17 miscut, 16 miscut. <laughs> Boomer bust. He did finish 23rd in the Irish Open two weeks ago. Sean. Okay, so, so he's he's in the mix. What do you uh, what do you think about that, Steve? Shane Lowry. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate the pick. I, I think he cooled off a little bit. He was riding right. a really hot I meant, streak I meant to going hit this into. One. <laughs> Sorry. I, Sorry. I mean, I'm kind of lukewarm on it too. He was riding a hot streak coming into the U S open. He let people down there. That T 23, the Irish open too. That wasn't really a links golf course though. That's a Jack Nicholas design. It's, it. There's nothing links about it. So, but I mean, listen, the ball striker numbers still look pretty good. Like he checks a couple boxes of things I'm looking for as far as like just experience, you know, and I think 
just the way the weather is going to be at Royal St. George and how quirky the golf course is. I think it's going to be really important to keep it on the rails there. And he can do that. But I mean, I, I think there's some other guys in the high sevens that I like a little better than oh, Shane Lowry. Yeah. Yeah, so mm. it, it sounds like Capper's uh, Irish homerism is is Swing bleeding into. His. I, I don't I, listen. I don't have any Lowry right now. I like I, there's one guy who I really love below him, so I got I got a lot more of him. This next guy, <laughs> Capper uh, likes the guy underneath. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> we can isolate that later. My fourth golfer, seventy seven hundred dollars. This guy, when I was doing my research, I came across a story where he once lit his backyard on fire. Um, unsure. <laughs> He's like just addicted to messing with his lawn. He he uh, he turned off all the watering in his backyard so it dies off. That way he can hit sixty or seven meter wedge shots in preparation for the uh, British Open. I love that kind of uh, backstory on a golfer again lighting his backyard on fire to wow. help thin it out. And he checks ten boxes. Mark Leishman, mm. Steve, uh, where are you at with Mark Leishman? Seventy seven hundred feels like a, a decent value here. I love the preparation and backstory. Well, I mean, I, as you guys know, I'm an agronomy expert when it comes to uh, golf yes. courses, and he's an agronomy expert too. He loves lawn maintenance, and I love his <laughs> game. I love his game coming in. I mean, I think you got to ignore some of the stat stuff with him because there's a lot of ugly, bad data in it. But in his last start, he actually found some good form. He finished his third at the travelers and he's been really good at the open. I think he has multiple top tens. He lost at a playoff in 2015. Um, you know, he's just, he's the type of guy who does well in these types of events. And yeah, I mean, I, I have a, a pretty good feeling on him. And like, I mean, there's a blueprint for a guy not playing very well with the ball striking, at least on paper and still winning. I mean, Shane Lowry was negative in ball striking coming in and he still won. So why can't Mark Leishman? So I, I, I really like the pick. Hell yeah. Capper, you uh, yeah, on board? I love, yeah, I love Leishman. That's the guy who I was talking about. Um, oh no. That's a, like, Tides I love Leishman. Turning. Yeah. I, I like Leishman a lot. Uh, the scrambling numbers, like, like Steve said, are a little scary, but uh, at the same point, like it's a, it's a guy who I think knows how to go out there to win uh, great wind player, right? Like most, uh, most Aussies are, uh, but yeah, I love, I love Leishman. Uh, yeah, I love him a lot. He was actually one of the first guys I texted Steve about. I was like, Oh my God, it's going to be hard not to throw a shit ton of money. At him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then my response was join me. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, let's go. He goes side loading go. up Kramer. What do you got? Uh, who's your fifth guy? All right. So I'll be honest. I, I may have had Bubba Watson in there Ooh. up until uh, you know the point where he decided to to not to withdraw from the tournament, aka not be uh, allowed to play. So what happened? Did he test positive? Uh, he's yeah, I guess he's vaccinated, but he was exposed to someone with the disease. I don't know. It sounds like a real real mess. Contact, contact tracing. Yeah. Thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, so I had seventy three contact tracing era era, <laughs> and you guys know like. Just, just tell me. I, sh I, one hundred percent am, am correct for not putting Ricky Fowler in the spot. Yes. Okay. So I, I went. <laughs> All right. I'll just do mine. I, mine no, no. Is... I'm telling you who he is. I'm getting there because he's also seventy three hundred. Harris English uh, seems to be in better form than Ricky Fowler, uh, and and that's. Uh, so how did I do? How did I do with the late swap off of my guy Bubba Watson? I mean, I, I like Harris English this week. I think I like him more for an outright than DFS. He's gonna be oh. extremely popular in DFS. Oh, and he doesn't have the track record with the open, but he still fits a couple things that I like coming in, like as far as really good recent form, uh, former winner, like in the last year, has a recent top ten, like stuff like that. Like he's played enough opens too. I think his high finish is like a T12 back in 2013. Other than that, there's not much to speak of. But you know, I mean, sometimes there's a lot of random winners that wins the open. 
in and there's enough things that mm. make me kind of like the outright price for, for DFS though. I don't know. I mean, considering how popular it is and how risk, risky it is, maybe that's someone to go with someone else oh. uh, in that spot. <laughs> but even the, even the bad comments I'm getting are, are not horrible comments. No, nah, I don't know. That was, that was, Steve's pretty nice. Steve that was, said, that, yeah, that's just, that's just mean as Steve gets bro. The, uh, he's, he's polite capper. Where are you at? Yeah, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, and, and really it's, it, I don't mind English, but your build, I mean, I mean, you, you have a, I mean, you and a thousand other people are going to have this fucking lineup, right? Super jockey. Um, I don't like, he, I don't think English has played like the last three opens. Is that right, Steve? He's off the team. I'm taking him off the team. <laughs> I'm swapping in Stewart sink 6,900. Go okay. fuck yourself. How do how about that guys? Is that differentiating? I like sync. Like uh, okay. He's kind of popular for a six K oh, guy, but I like sync. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, look, I mean, uh, he's been playing great. Uh, we just talked about oh. it uh, on the last oh. one. Uh, Final answer you know, then. These uh, these greens, I could just see him putting off of the green from like forty <laughs> feet, putting it right <laughs> next to the cup. Like seriously, like I like sync a lot. Yeah, I mean these links golf course are it's just it's old man golf. I mean, there's a reason why five of the last thirteen winners have been over the age of forty. Got it. So nice. I think okay. ten of thirteen is over the age of thirty-five. So yeah. yeah, I mean it's like that quote said, like the more links golf you play, the more comfortable you get. And because there's puts you in a lot of uncomfortable situations, there's a lot of randomness in this place. So yeah, I mean, I think a guy like Stuart Sink, who's won here before, played a lot of links golf courses in decent form. I don't mind that pick. Oh, so you know what I know I know why you pivot all the time now. It feels nice to correct the pick live on air. <laughs> uh my next pick is a guy now. I was I was maybe a little worried about the pick, judging from Capper's early reaction. But the fact that Kramer didn't put Ricky Fowler in his lineup makes me think Ricky Fowler is the oh, pick. No, Kramer, no, every time no. you throw him in the drip squad, he he disappoints you yeah. horrifically. Ricky Fowler, he's got three top tens in his career at the British Open. He was uh, tied for six at the last one in 2019, and was uh, tied for fifth last time it was played at this course in 2011. All these nuggets coming. Courtesy of my brother, uh, Capper. You're clearly biased. I'll go to Steve. Steve, Ricky Fowler at 7,300. Any shot he pulls it off, or or is worth the 7,300. I mean, he. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of biased too. I've, I've been trying to jumpstart the Ricky train for about a couple months now. Just this thinking, is the time. All right, you know what? Yeah. Like the irons were good last week. It's going to carry it. Nope. He missed the cut by a billion. All right. Maybe the putter is going to come around. Nope. He finishes T 52. So, I mean, there are things I kind of like with his short-term form. The fact that he's hitting his irons a little better. In fact, he's a good scrambler. You know, he does have the pedigree for an open championship, but I mean, I think with Ricky, I think I'm more going to take like a flyer of like a top 20 20 than have them like sink like 80% of my DFS lamps or however much I'd want to use them. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the avenue of my exposure to Ricky this week is just a one-off top 20. And then just like, if he, you know, craps the bed, all right, I just crump in the trash and hope my, my other bets uh cash capper. Yeah. Get it out. What's your Ricky hate uh, this week? I, I don't hate Ricky. I mean, look, I think I, I, I think I was starting to come around on him as well, maybe like two or three weeks ago. But he's just he, he's just inconsistent. His game's not back yet, and uh, I, I get like the comfort of being over there and and playing well at these tournaments prior. But I'm with Steve. I'm not putting him in my DFS. If anything, you know, get cute, make make a top ten bet, right, where yep. the payout's a little better. You'll get better odds on that. And if you lose, you just who gives a shit. 
The attractive golfer to play right now is Brooks Kepka, John, not Ricky Fowler. Please, Kramer. Who's your Who's your last uh, DFS uh, contestant? All right, here we go. Uh, had no idea at most of the guys in the six thousand dollar range, but uh, I went back to my trusty Scottish Open leaderboard, and who finished tied for fourth? Mister Lucas Herbert. Sean, not not the man with the arm talent for the San Diego slash LA Chargers. But he's Australian, which means he's got to have a little drip on him, and he's in good form. Again, mm. fourth in the Scottish Open. He's sixty-eight hundred, which puts me five hundred under the ceiling, Sean. You know we like to leave a little on the table. Yeah, uh, guys, is this another chalky pick? It's actually not chalky. Mm. Uh, surprisingly, uh, I really like him uh, this week. I was just talking to him, and so uh, I refer to him as the ear. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of him, uh, but the ear <laughs> is uh, ear is there. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he, he's good. Oh, uh, he's got a. I see what you're saying now. He he yeah, looks a little he, little a little bit like Johnny Drama if Johnny Drama had bigger ears. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it looks impressive. like he was bad in Catholic school, and the nun just yanked him all the way out of the classroom, yeah. and it never went back. It never went nope. back. Um, yeah. I really like the pick, man. Um, I got to watch a lot of him on on Sunday, uh, and he won the week prior. Um, so he's, uh, yeah, he's he's in great fucking form. Uh, so yeah, I love that pick. I think he's underpriced, and uh, surprisingly, he's not Chuck. Nice. Yeah, I mean, he's playing great right now. I mean, not only did he win the Irish Open, he won another big tournament last year, the Omega Desert Dubai Classic. It's one of the bigger European tour events, so like he can win in a stronger field. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think if you're gonna go with like one of these unheralded, like guys who just play over the European tour. That's probably the guy to go to considering he's just on a big heater. Yep. Red hot. All right. My final golfer here. Let me uh, pull up my little rundown. Oh, okay. Pretty good there. 10, 10 check boxes. Mm. Um, and uh, what do we, uh, he's, he's gone low on, 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 you know, English style links courses. You, we all remember his uh, 62. He shot at mm. Royal Birkdale in 2017. He's got a top 20 in 2015 and a sixth place finish in 2017 at the past Open Championships. Again, 10 boxes checked, and he is only $7,200. Give me Brandon Grace. Steve, co sign Brandon Grace. Only $7,200. Massive potential in my mind. Well, I mean, he actually only checks nine boxes now because oh. I thought he was going to get into the top 60 in the world with a good finish to Scottish open. And he actually did not have a good finish to the Scottish open. So he's Damn. outside the top 60, but you know what? I still like him though. I mean, I, I still like the fact that he's just like, he's one of these older guys who can get around a links golf course. He's a patient golfer, decent iron player, good scrambler, great putter. It's a lot of things of kind of what I'm looking for this week, as far as a blueprint of uh, a, a contender. And uh, listen, I, I know my co-host is a, uh, uh, is very biased against Brandon Grace because he got slighted at the golf course uh, by him. But uh, I don't have negative experiences of Brandon Grace, so I'm going to endorse so your it. your personal bias aside. Can you put your bias aside, Capper, and grade this uh, Brandon Grace pick objectively? Yeah, listen, uh, Brandon Grace being a douchebag has nothing to do with uh, how good of a, how good of a pick this is. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, I, I do like the pick. It was funny. Like, I, it's just out of principle. I never played the guy. He was a dick to my boy Tommy uh, when we were at TPC. Oh wow! We tried to find a. We we're trying to help him find a ball on the drivable power four. But hit it right. We're looking through the bushes, and he was mad because we didn't fucking find it fast enough. No thank you. <laughs> no nothing. After he found it, I was like, I was just rooting. I root against him like every tournament. Now. Well, that was like that story in the Corn Ferry tournament where there was a fight broke out because oh, yeah, one awesome. of the other guys wasn't helping the other golfer find his ball. One yeah. of the crazier, uh, one of the crazier golf stories I've ever come across. Yeah. 
All right, we're gonna uh, give out some outrights, uh, Kramer, and maybe get a uh, DJ's only prop bet uh, from the uh, gentleman of the Golf Gambling Podcast. Uh, of course, we're brought to you as always by PropSwap.com, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And again, if you got some live tickets from uh, the British Open, golf is really a great time to take a, take hmm. advantage of the live selling and buying that PropSwap.com uh, has going. Of course, uh, recent story: a, a guy had five. Hundred bucks on the Suns at forty to one. Sold it for sixteen thousand after the Suns were up two zero. Got a thirty x return on that, and basically adjusted odds of minus four hundred for the buyer when uh, everywhere else was minus five hundred. But again, if you're looking to get in on the British Open late, you can uh, head over to PropSwap.com, see some of the tickets. And again, the cool part is you don't have to pay whatever price they listed as. Kind of like eBay, you can offer a lower price, ensuring that you're going to get the uh, best value, best number. And I know after the cut, there's always going to be some action guys listing tickets, um, you know, and, and perfect time to hop in. Or if you're, if you got a, a guy, if you got a nice ticket and you're looking to unload it, just go to propswap.com. And of course, best part, use our promo code SGP, get up to $500 in bonus cash. Kramer, I'll let you go. What are you what are you looking out right? You got any uh, top ten? Well, I just want to give out like I'm I'm looking at this and it doesn't it almost doesn't make sense. Louis Ustase in a finish in the top thirty, minus one ten. I, I mean again, we just talked about how this dude likes to throw rocks or whatever there is. Whatever, whatever Steve was saying. He's he's a rock, rock he's thrower. a professional rock fighter, all right? And so for him to get in the top 30 at an even money, I know that I'm probably gonna be told like you'd be better off take the odds and take the top ten or whatever. But that just seems like such a safe way to start off my betting card. I'm also then gonna, t- you know, again, Louis Ustase, and why not? And th- you pop up to the top five price for him, where he's uh, plus five fifty. So those those would be the two ways I'm gonna play him. That that seems like a fun angle uh, to get down on our guy, and he doesn't have to win, so you're not gonna get uh, heartbroken at the end. Obviously, give me a little Brooks at uh, at t- eighteen twenty to one, whatever you can get. And then, uh, if I want to scroll down the board a little bit, we didn't discuss this guy in DFS, but Ian Poulter, sixty to Old one. Guy. Uh, I'd be curious to hear what Steve and, and Capper have to say. But uh, and then you know you threw him out there, so I'm going to add him to my card. But the Leishman angle seems like a strong one. Uh, he's seventy to one. Ian Poulter's only only forty five. In my mind, he was way older. Oh, but re- <laughs> <don't> <laughs> I thought you were going to say forty five to one. I'm like, no, man, I got sixty to one right here. Uh, and yeah, so and then uh, Sean, I looked it up for you just in case you wanted to hop on. But Ricky Fowler, eighty-five to one. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. Because well, I'll, I'll let them uh, weigh in on the uh, Ian Poulter pick. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what you guys think of Poulter this week. I, I uh, mean, I, I don't know for an outright. Uh, I mean, I'd probably <laughs> go for more for like a top ten. But listen, I, I mean, he's a wily old veteran. Uh, it's a Ryder Cup year. He's been playing really good. Uh, I don't hate it. You can make way worse bats. I mean, fuck it. It's Thank golf, you. man. I mean, there's a, there's 130 guys. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like picking winners is hard. Uh, so yeah, I like, uh, uh, yeah. Poulter's fine. I like him as a top, top 10 as well. And I like you Louis top five play. Um, I typically, I won't, I won't do like the top thirties just cause I'm, they don't get the juices going enough for me. Um, but, but so um, jaded. yeah, it's just like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, I like all this and I love Leishman, love Leishman, Steve. 
Yeah, I mean, so Poulter was a guy I was kind of looking at last week. I now ran him for the Scottish Open at 60 to 1, and he missed the playoff by a shot. Um, I saw a price on him at 125 to 1 oh, going into the weekend. I grabbed a little bit on that anticipation of what it did go to 61. So at the 60 to 1 price, I don't like that as much. But I mean, at 125 when I got it, yeah, I took a little nibble, but that doesn't help anybody now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I would rather go Leishman over Poulter. If you're going to look for a guy in that area, I think Leishman has a little better win equity than Poulter. Poulter, the last time Poulter won was I think 2018 at the Houston open against a nothing field. So, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I have high hopes for Poulter. I think he can play well again this week. Yeah. I uh, Kramer, you mentioned it. Give me Ricky Fowler. <laughs> 85 to one. Hey, I'll take, I'll take that action. Don't even put it in the book. I'll take it. Oh, well, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll put that in your account. Uh, (laughs) Next up, we got Brandon grace to win the British open at 60 to one on win bet and Mark Leishman to win the Mm. British open at 60 to one. I, again, I, I like the hashtag angle of golf betting. Just give me a few guys roll out a you know, little sprinkle. Don't go crazy. But the, the long shots are too enticing uh, on a major for me not to uh, dabble. So Brandon grace, sir, or not Sergio Garcia, but Brandon grace, Mark Leachman, both at 60 to one and Fowler 85 to one, according to uh, Kramer on win bet. Appreciate that. And one last question for the guy. I do. I am curious because you can, uh, you can take that the, the, the British open or sorry, the open championship will go to a playoff at plus four fifty. Is that like, is this, is this the kind of tournament we're, we're looking at uh, someone to walk away with or, or is it going to be one of those that's going to come down to the wire? The wind just makes this so unpredictable. I, I typically, I like to take those bets too. I, yeah. I, I like to do the playoff bets. Uh, I'm unsure on that now, but that's, that's not a bad number. Uh, I'd be curious to see what Steve's take is on that. I, I don't think it's going to play off. I, I think that. the playoff ones have been when it's been kind of like birdies have been good. Like, like there's like, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of chances to score and guys kind of keep it with each other. Usually when it comes down to like the windier ones, a guy usually separates himself. So I don't love that bet of taking a play. I, I don't, I think somebody is going to go out and win this by like two or three and separate themselves. You know, I have a very comfortable walk down 18. Oh, and so the other, the other way to play that is the wire, wire winner 11 oh. to one, Oof. which probably even harder. I, I probably well, no, don't wire, like that wire to wire winner in golf. When does the wire start? You know what I mean? Well, I, after, at the end of, end of the first round on Thursday. No, yeah. well I didn't know because yeah. obviously like the first guy that gets a birdie would technically yeah. be the no, leader. I, I, I just so. wanted to clarify. You're over, you're overthinking that one shot. <laughs> well, <that> come on. <laughs> you got, you got to read the fine print in the sports book. Yeah. Who was the last wire wire winner? Was it sink at the heritage, Steve? Uh, Possibly, I don't know. And then, and then prior to that, who knows? Like, it's, it's very rare for the wire to wire winners. Right? Yeah, especially I think in the British. I'm again, you guys are the experts, but British Open seems like a little wild that um, you know the weather and and like to said with the wind and everything else. I, it, wire to wire would be pretty crazy. But do you guys have any uh, DGens only style prop bets you want to throw out there, Cap, or any any sort of long uh, wild stuff you want to uh, give out to the masses here? Nothing yet, man, because. Uh, one of my books ha- has some 
has some numbers on some weird shit, but those those numbers are usually shorter than I can get on my offshore book, and they haven't posted anything yet, so I haven't put anything What's down. What's an offshore other book? Other yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, just, they don't have their shit together yet. Just bro. E- just edit it all out by saying go to winbet.com <laughs> and uh, for the non-pick that Capra gave out. Uh, great great podcast there, Steve. Do you have something to throw out to the people here? You know, it's early. And one of the things you want to do is it's very important, especially with an open championship. Cause sometimes if, if you get a player caught on the wrong side of the draw on Thursday and Friday with the wind, like you can just cross them off right there. And right now we don't have tea times yet. So, but I think what I'm just the early forecast I'm looking at is there's going to be wind, maybe about the 30 miles per hour on Thursday, 20 to 25 on Friday. And I think Justin Thomas kind of fooled some guys last week playing well at the Scottish open because last week that was a soft golf course. There was no wind. It was really good scoring conditions. It's going to be a lot harder. And I don't really want Justin Thomas in these type of like hard, windy, like like a golf person isn't really like a driving range, which I think he's like very good at like, you know, where it's just robot golf for him. So I might be looking to miss cut for him, depending if he's on, caught on the wrong side of the draw. Same thing with Bryson. I don't really like anything coming about Bryson the last couple weeks. I mean, the fact yeah. that, I mean, just an open championship in general, it's not robot golf. He can't bomb and gouge this place. It's not, so a, I don't meat, like it's that. not meathead friendly. What do you, what do you think of Bryson to miss the cut would pay? Steve. Oh, I think I'm looking at plus three twenty. Oh, right now. Nice. I was gonna say Bryson's oh, plus three twenty. Give see, me a little bit of that. I see Justin Thomas uh, plus four hundred. Oh, co-sign like both of us. I like that a lot because I, I call Justin Thomas the Peyton Manning of golf, just super soft, <laughs> like has to play in a dome, like anything rough conditions. The dude can't do it. Sound like yeah. uh, Colby over here. All right. Well, appreciate you guys calling mm. in. Uh, make sure you, if you haven't already subscribed to the golf Please gambling do. podcast, I don't know what you're doing. And again, Steve is a walking advertisement for <laughs> our uh, Slack channel. So much extra. I mean, it's really fun. Uh, I I barely chime in, but uh, I like having the Slack open to the golf channel, especially for a major championship where you're kind of dialed in. It's great the live commentary, all the DGens only, and shout out to all the. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that really uh, put in a lot of time to the Slack channel and, and it's really, it's really grown to something pretty sweet. So appreciate everyone uh, hanging out there, mixing it up. And of course, thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. And if you're listening to this on July before July 14th at 1 PM Pacific, tune in to the live draft day special oh, uh, yeah. underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN, get some free entries, talk to Kramer. Uh, hopefully he's awake. Hopefully he's uh, surviving. And that'll do it for the podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green. And he is Ryan. Well, uh, best of luck, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.